Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. Your boys are back after a week. We, we missed you last week. We're very sorry about that. We will get into why as we go around the panel in a few minutes. But I have to say it's a bit of a momentous evening for the Movie Council podcast because, believe it or not, folks, this is episode 50. Oh, 50. wow. Can you believe that? Hey, 50 fucking episodes out of our lives that we, we've been doing this. And uh, I want to do a quick movie line. If anybody is okay with it, it has nothing to do with the 50. It just is something that's been stuck in my head all day for some reason. And I just want to do it. You said it was going to be a touchdown pass. You crazy asshole. What movie? <laughs> Water boy. Water boy. <laughs> a movie that I fucking hate by the way, but, but still that line is so I'm good. Start, I'm starting to think you don't. Hate no, it. The, the, those dudes in the stands are so funny. Yeah. yeah I, I, I said, I said Joe Montaigne. Like remember that? <laughs> <laughs> so insane. Anyways, uh, we are back. Uh, we missed you last week. We're very sorry about that, but we have a fun topic tonight because it's your boy. It's your boy going tonight. Your CEO. That's me, by the way. It's my topic tonight. It is my topic, technically, right, TP? I, yeah, who knows? At this uh, point. Two weeks is too <laughs> fucking long. I, I can't keep up with this shit. Anyway, yeah. before we get into the topic, we have to do what we normally do. We're going to go around the panel. We're going to talk to our boys. Let's, of course, start it off with the COO, the co founder, my big bro, the number one ranked movie guy in the world for over 300 weeks straight. <laughs> Mr. Andrew Sherry, how are you, man? That's a lot of weeks. But yeah, it's like six I w- years. I won't. I won't dispute it. Mm. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I missed you guys. You're having Aww. like a, you're having like a Pete Sampras like run at the number one. <laughs> yeah. you fucking tennis rankings. Very Roger. Like very Roger Federish. Yeah, very, very, very. So uh, you're looking good. You're feeling good. Everything's all right in your life. Every, you okay? Everything's everything's uh, good. All right, Everything's beautiful. good. Well, let's ready, keep it going. ready, ready for tonight. I know. I right, we're chopping at the bit. Let's keep going. Let's talk to my. Uh, oh, uh, AJ. Sorry, before I go, um, how's social media going? You're the new social media guy. Oh uh, well, <laughs> as the podcast took a week off, <laughs> so did Instagram. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we did. We did pick up some followers, and I think DP yeah. apologized to people on. <laughs> some platform or another you, that was dp that did that all right yeah good good thing i'm on top of who's doing what around here <laughs> but You're instagram a hell of a CEO. <laughs> we did we did pick up a couple followers but we you know i, I you know we probably lost a little momentum but you know, we'll pick it back up we'll pick it D- back up. dp i like to delegate okay that's what i do right <laughs> speaking of dp let's talk to that guy all right let's talk to our uh, formal social former social media mogul our uh he's like a producer he does all the editing he's like our behind the scenes bro uh i've changed my mind i'm not gonna call him daddy because it's, it's just in my head it's gotten weird <laughs> so i'm going back to the chief boy toy mr dan sherry what's up man hey uh dude excited to be back last week uh kind of kind of kind of bummed me out that we missed the week but hey you know uh, it, it got me more amped for this week, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- real quick, a, a couple things I just want to I, I, I say. Uh, first one, uh, like as you mentioned with the 
social media. Uh, we can be found uh, on all the platforms at Movie Council Pod. And if you want to send us an email, it's moviecouncilpod at gmail. And also, if you're, uh, you know, uh, on listen to us on iTunes, please rate and review the podcast. Super duper helpful. We'd thoroughly appreciate that. And uh, the other thing I want to say, so uh, my amazing segment, the runaway hit segment of DP's uh, television recommendations. Mm. Uh, it, it, it was kind of like a worlds are colliding situation uh, a couple of weeks ago as I was watching Kevin can fuck himself, which mm-hmm. I recommended. And it, dude, it just wrapped up last week. Fucking incredible. Brilliant, brilliant for a season. But, uh, one of the last episodes is this really funny part where in the, um, like a uh, sitcom portion of the show, uh kevin and his goofy friend decided to make a to start a rock band and uh you know because kevin did good at uh karaoke night so they decided hey we're going to start a rock band you know stupid sitcom stuff however the rock band they decided to name their rock band jenny mccarthy tank top and they (laughs) said the reasoning was because like hey uh, people are always googling jenny mccarthy tank top anyway so if they're gonna google that hmm. they'll come across our band and then the other dude's like yes our second choice was michael fassbender's dong no <laughs> i swear to god i was like holy shit we're not the only ones apparently it's fantastic so, yeah it. i was very excited about that yeah they must Actually, listen to the show yeah real yeah real quick before we do uh finish off the introductions here uh i, I just want to say speaking of tv i did watch the first episode of what we do in the shadows oh, uh, yes. i did that when i was in the gym the other morning because when i'm on the the stair climber i try to do anything to distract myself from being a fat mm-hmm. fuck sweating all over the goddamn thing so i watched it it was like i don't know what, like 25 26 minutes long or something like that it was yeah absolutely hysterical you guys did not lie about the mm-hmm. uh the, the the energy vampire that dude is absolutely yeah. hysterical colin, colin, robinson. colin robinson robinson he's so good i love how they always call him by his full name too. Colin yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got like a real job he can go out during the day oh yeah everyone hates him it's, just, it's great it's really of course good. they do he sucks anyways. the energy yeah Anyways, like uh, every situation, like we uh, like we mentioned, uh, we did miss last week, and there's a very specific reason for that. And we're going to get into that specific reason right now because, boys, we are going to swing it on down to Charlotte. Let's talk to my boy, our boy, your boy, the not my boy. He is absolutely he's your boy more than anybody. Let's be honest. Oh. He is the the handsome, the very toit, the very sexual, the the very beautifully bearded, <laughs> tall, dark. All right, get on with it. <laughs> Mr. Marky Bonder out. What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, my bad, fellas. Uh, that was my fault. We missed last week. Man, um, you suck. Yeah. You know, uh, I was, as I told you guys, I, I got stuck in Las Vegas. Uh, I was out there for work, and I had a flight at 5.50 a.m. It was the original departure time. It got delayed a couple of times and then it was eventually canceled and there was no other good flights that uh, were returning that day. So I didn't fly home until I took a red eye home. So I spent the day drinking in the Las Vegas airport, mm. which was fun until I stopped drinking. And then it yeah. was, uh, you know, all came <laughs> and crashing then it's down. Just sad. Yeah. The sound yeah. of fucking 
you know, slot machines going mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're crying in your coffee. <laughs> it's like the last day at Vegas before you go home. It's just like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those. Like I didn't do any Vegas weary... things when I was there. I, I just I, w- I was only there for work and I just did work shit. The only Vegas thing I did was get drunk at the airport. Hmm. So Vegas. that's very Vegas. overrated. So yeah, I've never been AJ. I can't. I can't. I'm very you know, a little very overrated, drunk. a little grounded. But it's like um... Myrtle Beach in the desert. That's all I was saying. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, we're back. We're back this week. We're back to talk about some movies. It's my uh, uh, my topic this week. But before we do it, um, there was a big movie opening this weekend, and shockingly, it opened right. DP yeah, technically yes. opened. Okay. Yeah, Friday night. Um, and and you could go to the theater, which you did, DP. I actually I ended up not going to the theater. I did watch it on HBO Max. Yeah, I know because somebody was signed into my fucking account. That's how I knew. I, I to, yeah, that was me. Okay. I think yeah. it's available for like thirty days on HBO Max. Uh, yes. Is that the window? Oh, is that, is that it? Until September fifth, I think is when it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I did the same thing. I I watched it last night. Me and DP watched it, and we do want to talk about it real quick. We don't want to spoil anything, so we won't. I know this is a a podcast where we do spoil movies because most of the movies we talk about. We always tell you, go fucking see them before we talk about them. New releases um, are a little bit different, though. Th- very, very good point. So we're not going to spoil anything, but um, DP, you saw it. Obviously, if you guys have been following us and uh, listening to other episodes, I think it was the break between the last two seasons. I caught up on all the DC Universe um, movies. I hadn't watched a lot of them, and I absolutely loved them. So, of course, I had to go ahead and watch um the the new suicide squad dp obviously is a massive superhero movie fan so i'm gonna let you talk about it for a minute what did you think of of the new suicide squad dude this movie uh uh, again so written directed by james gunn uh it stars margot robbie is back as harley quinn and then they brought in a whole bunch of uh like new characters idris elba uh, was kind of the big star as Bloodsport, and John Cena starred as Peacemaker, and uh, this movie was uh, the best word I can use to describe it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it, the cinematography, the color, the special effects, it is an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous movie. Um, the it, and again, it's one of those movies that it like as I get older uh, and I see more and more movies, it's hard for me to be surprised by a movie, but this movie fucking surprised me. There's a bunch of scenes that I was like, holy shit, I can't believe they're going, they went there, but it was fucking excellent. Uh, John Cena as Peacemaker was awesome. He was like any scene he was in that uh, Margot Robbie also wasn't in. He stole the show. But again, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, just like she's fucking magnetic. Like when she is on screen as Harley Quinn, it's just, yeah, like you can't take your eyes off her. She's so, yeah, just fun to watch and so just kick ass as Harley Quinn. Um, overall, it's, you know, kind of, it, it, it's kind of fucking out there, but. Uh, but the way it's done, the way it's shot, they had these really fucking cool, um, like scenes and like the way they're shot. Uh, th- this isn't a big spoiler, but it's a slight spoiler. There's one scene where, uh, like, 
John Cena's character, Peacemaker. He wears this really shiny helmet. And there's a scene where the helmet's on the ground and you're watching a fight scene in the reflection of his helmet. Mm. And just like the whole scene, it's really fucking cool. Just the camera on the helmet and you're watching these two characters fight in the reflection. And it's just like really fucking well done. A really cool shot. Uh, James Gunn just fucking knocked it out of the park. This was yeah, s- smart move by DC to get him. Yeah, absolutely fucking excellent. I loved, loved the Suicide Squad. Teed up. So what, you you watched it. What were your thoughts? I'm so curious. It was really good. I I, I liked it. You like like I just mentioned. I, I've gotten really into the DC universe. It's great. It's um, you know, it's different. It's different from Marvel. It's dark. It's 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 uh, um, what's again? It's it's perverse at times. It's it's and there's a lot of that in Suicide Squad. Um. Yeah, I agree, DP. John Cena, you know, he's got, he's def- definitely got like movie star about him. You know, he looks great. He's got great timing. You know, he, he does everything right. Uh, throw this in. He's he's main eventing SummerSlam in two weeks as well. So this Ooh. guy's been fucking busy. <laughs> he's popular no matter where he goes. He actually, you know, obviously this movie came out, but he just came back uh, to the WWE a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, like it was like the end of like a, a, a match, you know, it was the end of a pay-per-view, a big thing. And his music hit and, you know, they have fans back in the audience now. So 20,000 people lost their fucking minds over John Cena. Like he's just a superstar no matter what he does. I mean, he's the be- is he the best actor on the planet? No, but like he, he when, when he's put in the right role, he really yes. shines. And, and, and he really did in this movie. But I have to say, DP, um, and I love Idris Elba too. I mean, what a oh, what God, a he was addition. great. What- to any movie or any show or anything that you ever do, Idris Elba is ridiculous. But um, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to agree with you the most on Margot Robbie. I mean, I loved her as Harley Quinn going into this. Uh, Adrian, you watched Birds of Prey. You you enjoyed it. You're not a big superhero movie guy, but you 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 liked Birds of Prey, right? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like Margot Robbie. I like her um, portrayal of Harley Quinn for sure. Yeah, I mean, my love for her just. I mean, I loved her already uh, in that role, but it, it's just. There's just every scene she's in. I can't get my eyes off of her. Not just yeah. because she's hot, just because she, like DP said, she's magnetically. If if James Gunn came out with a movie called Harley Quinn talking about nothing for 150 minutes, I would clear my fucking calendar that day. Like I would I would watch her just do that. It's really great. She has that like um, she has that like root for you immediately want her to win like all the time, even though she's a loony tune. Uh, she's great. Uh, badass and daring. She has it all. She's a really robust character. So uh, I absolutely recommend the movie. Uh, I'm sure a, a billion other people are going to watch it. You should, even if you're not a huge fan of superhero movies or DC in general, it's great. It's a great flick. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah. And uh, one, one last little thing. There's such like really fucking cool transitions and the, like the way they kind of bring up like title cards and stuff uh again not going to spoil anything but it, there's one scene where uh there's a whole bunch of like blood and guts strewn about and slowly but surely these blood and guts yeah. turn into like fucking words that say you know two weeks earlier and yeah, yeah. you know the whole bunch of cool fucking ways they set shit up like that throughout the whole movie and again they yeah the james gunn crushed it this was so so fucking cool such a fun movie so yeah there was at one point where they did that with like a bunch of leaves that were on the beach they all moved yes. into like a, you know eight minutes earlier and then they yes. like, they got that, you know, <laughs> 
It's really cool. cool. Oh, whoa. Did you show me Peter Brady that shit? Did you guys see that shit? (laughs) Holy Christ. I thought those days were over. Um, Pork chops and applesauce. (laughs) (laughs) um, Marky, I know you're probably chomping at the bit to see this movie. You said you watched the beginning, and Marky already made it clear to us he's going to mail it in for this whole fucking podcast. That's right. You can get through it and watch the rest. So Yeah, let's let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you watch the first thirty. You were—I mean, I loved the opening scene. I didn't know—I yeah. didn't know what the hell they were going with it in the opening scene. I was like, "What is this?" And like that guy that uh, I don't know—I forget what his. Um, again, we don't want to spoil it, but I forget what his uh, character's name was. The guy that like was just throw, savant, throwing the, savant, right? And yeah. I forget who the hell that actor is too. Uh, but he's been Michael in like Rooker. like he's been in like a thousand movies. He was in—he uh, was in Super, Guardians right? Yeah, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, too. he's in another James everything. Gunn movie. He's I think everything. he was in The Walking Dead for a while, right? Yeah, That's correct. He's, he's, okay. uh, Merle. He has managed to have an unbelievable career, yet only 75% of this panel knows his fucking name because I... I uh, he's I underrated. Know. He's one of those... Super underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if he'll ever have a breakout moment, but if he does, eventually it'll be pretty good. Uh, was it Slither? Was that the name of the movie that had uh, uh, Nathan Fillion? Like oh, that, that fucked re- up one. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien. Yeah. He's in everything. Like if we that's were to an- look that's up another James Gunn film, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah. If we okay. were to look up his filmography right now, Walker. I bet you he's in like six things a year for the last ten fucking years. So, <laughs> but uh, no, it's good, guys. I think uh, anybody who's listening tonight, I, I would absolutely watch it. Like we said, it's free on if you have HBO Max, it's free for um, the next month. If not, get the fuck out of the house and go to the goddamn movie theater. Oh, get get some popcorn smuggle some alcohol in that's what i used to do i would hide alcohol and then i pour it into my drink while yep. at the theater by myself Classy the level moves. of pathetic i'm not sure exists other than with me i don't know uh, just you I've know. Done it. yeah well well that's the thing that the why the fuck are the drinks so if the, some of these theaters have bars hey can i get a margarita 13 dollars. like are we in in the city are we in Boston at some shitty club <laughs> where AJ is going to get us thrown out at some point? I mean, like, what? Oh, sorry. That's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Right, anyways. Um, all right. So so anything else? You guys get anything before we get into our, our topic this week? Anybody got anything they need to get off their chest? AJ, you got anything? You're pondering. You sure? Good. All right, boys. Before we get into our topic, DP, I just wanted to say something real quick because I was already talking about professional uh. wrestling earlier. And I just want to do it again. Did you see uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton passed away? Oh, geez, no. Yeah, from the from the Midnight Express. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I, I hadn't heard that. That's, brings that's me back bad. to my youth. Remember we, me, right? you, and AJ used to watch that Great American Bass from 1989 on, on VHS mm-hmm. when Michael Hayes called the crowd a bunch of Baltimore pukes. Yeah. Remember that? We, Shut we your mouth it. before I <laughs> stick my foot down your throat, you Baltimore puke. We, we called that. We, we said that for years afterwards. <laughs> I still oh. remember it. <laughs> Bobby was in that match. Bobby was a, a fantastic worker. He passed away. His wife passed away about a month before. And uh, wow. very sad. I listened to uh, Jim Cornette's pod. He has two great podcasts. And uh, he was their manager, if you remember, the Midnight Express. And yeah. they're very good friends. And a new one came out with a tribute to Bobby Eaton. So uh, Jim Cornette does not need any plugs uh, as far as <laughs> listeners. But uh, if you guys are anybody like professional wrestling, uh, that's something to listen to this week. It's a big, big loss for the wrestling community. Sorry. I know this is a movie podcast, uh, but we were talking about John Cena earlier. So I thought I'd, I'd bring it up. And that's something from our youth. And I'm segueing that. Because that was something from our youth 
DP, AJ. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of movies we're going to talk tonight that have a little bit to do with, with our youth, a little bit of symbolism involved. And we're going to get into that. So it's my topic this week. And one of the things that goes on most weeks or whether we're on the podcast or we're in our little after party talking, one of us will bring up a movie and then one of us will go, I've never seen that. And then the three of us will go, you haven't fucking seen that? Like we're like, we're stunned. So that's what we're doing this week. We're, we're, we're singling out the movies that one of us has not seen in a shocking manner that we haven't seen it. Uh, then we went and watched it this week and we're going to talk about them. Okay. And a couple oh, of them, yeah. uh, especially the ones that AJ and DP are going after are, uh, are, are tear jerkers. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're movies that I love very much. So I think we should wait on you two guys. I want to drink okay. a little more before I uh, uh, attack mm-hmm. my feelings. Um, so we're uh, going to put you guys on hold for a minute. In fact, I think I want to start off with the movie I watched this week, if that's okay with you, bros. That's sure. Good with me. So this movie came up um, uh, a few weeks. No, a few months, months, a couple. I don't know. It's all a fucking blur. 50 episodes. I don't remember. Right? <laughs> um, we talked about this movie briefly. I, w- I was actually going to do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, but then, you know, we've been uh, doing AJ's expose into, you know, Quentin Tarantino. And I don't know. I don't know why. I thought that was I thought that was a good episode. I don't know why I did either. It just happened. I don't I don't mean it. Um, but so I, I we're going to end up talking about this one a few episodes down the road or whenever. So I guess Tarantino movies are out for the next three fucking months. But anyways, um, I'm, I'm just busting your balls, AJ. I'm kidding. I'm a big, I'm, 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 I did love that episode. I'm looking forward to the next two. It's really, really good. Anyways, so I changed it. AJ sent me a text. He's like, yeah, it might be getting repetitive. You're absolutely right. So I changed up the movie that I, w- I decided to watch. And what I watched was Mad Max Fury Road. And I watched it for a couple of reasons. One, um, all three of you were a little shocked that I hadn't seen it. Uh, also, because it's like Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic score is like 97%. Audience score is like 83, 84%. So it's it's pretty universally loved. So, uh, and it's Tom Hardy, it's Charlize Theron. Um, I forget the kid's name that plays Knox. He, he's, he's a good actor. William there. Holt. Yeah, he, he's, Nicholas he's, he's a good actor. Holt, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. He's, he's a good actor. He's in some shit. Um, anyways, um, another reason, the third reason I watched it was because when we did talk about it, we did talk about it very briefly. And I remember Marky and AJ were pretty big fans of it. No? Yes, I'm. I am. Yes, DP not so much. In fact, I'm pretty sure DP referred to it as "quote a two-hour guar video." Was that it? That's right. Yeah, that that sums that movie up. There's no fucking plot. There's no story. It's just a bunch of fucking jerk offs and really weird looking fucking vehicles. So, so so I I will tell you guys that. um, So it's been divided. There's two different ideas. And I will let you guys know that I have chosen a side in this. I'm not in the middle. I've chosen a side about this movie. And I want you guys to know that the side, uh, the person, the people, the side I have chosen is, wait for it, wait for it. I agree with DP. I thought this yes! movie fucking sucked. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you were going to go that way. <laughs> I thought this movie was terrible. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I love Tom Hardy. And I love Charlize Theron. And, and I would say about, what, 60% of the movies she's in, she shows her tits. This isn't one of them, I don't think. I, again, I didn't finish it, so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I did not get to the end, guys. I'm sorry. I seriously, I tried twice. And I couldn't get to the end. It's this... Uh, 
okay, let, let me let me quickly just say what I what I thought was good about it. Some of the action scenes were great. Um, some of the fight scenes were really, really cool. Um, Charlize Theron is an absolute badass. And I think they're doing a spinoff movie called, uh, what's her name? Um, Furiosa. Furiosa. I think they're doing a spinoff with just her. And I'm sure maybe that'll be good. I don't, I, I don't know. I did like her. She was a real badass. The five wives, yeah, they were hot, but you know, I, I don't know. Um, guys, here's, here's the thing. The movie jumpstarts you. You know what I mean? It's like it's like someone you're about to fight somebody and you turn your back for a minute and the guy punches you in the back of the head. Like it's like a jump start to the fight. Like it's like, whoa, it's like right in your face. It just and there's not they don't really explain too much of what's going on. There is like a little at the very beginning, there's like a news compilation video about why they're in. It's like a minute long about why they're in the scenario that they're in, but it doesn't really give you like a great backdrop about what's going on. It just kind of jumpstarts you and then the shit goes down and there are some cool action scenes. But like, every character is insufferable. And I understand that if you were living in that time, yeah, you'd probably be insufferable, but that doesn't mean it makes it an entertaining movie. Uh, it, it just it just never went anywhere for me. It's like they get in this truck, they fucking go through the desert, they kick the shit out of each other. Nobody trusts each other. This Nux guy comes full circle, I guess. He does a half decent job. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. There was just nothing in the like. I found myself about an hour in being like, I can't sit through this no more. Like it was just, I it was bad. It wasn't good. And I have seen. Um, Wow, I, I did see a long time ago. I did see a, a Mel. It was Mel Gibson, the the original yeah. mm. Mad Max, and I remember him being yeah, being like that loner type. But he was also kind of entertaining, and there was a little bit of uh, like a, a, a funny side to him. A little. Tom Hardy had none of that. He just grunted and groaned for 120 fucking minutes. And I love Tom Hardy, but nothing about this movie did I like him in. No, at not one moment did I go, oh, this guy's kind of cool. I'm rooting for him. Ah, this movie did nothing for me, guys. And I don't, I don't see how Rotten Tomatoes has it the way it does. I did not think it was a good movie. I'm sorry. Marky, what do you think? Um, well, you know, I love this movie. And uh, to kind of get back to what you said earlier about how there's no explanation to the kind of world that they live in a little bit there's a little one there's a quick yeah well the original or the previous mad max movies with mel gibson they kind of did the same you know they've all been written and directed by the same guy yep george miller uh-huh and in the previous ones they they kind of did that too where they only had hints of i think it's like an apocalypse or a nuclear war that sends that uh, the reason why it's like that kind of apocalypse um they, they only hint at it like that um and mad max rockatansky he's i feel like you kind of you don't need to watch the previous ones to under kind of get a feel but you do a little bit because his character is always all the movies are like that where the plot is on the surface it's very thin you know, um, I just th- I just think it's exposition light. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't I think mean, it's I, plot. I don't think it's plot. Then I think he respects the audience enough to assume we can understand what what's going on with the story. I mean, yeah, and, and I don't. They're not I'm, jumping I'm not jumping massive to... amounts of exposition on you. They're yeah. just put throwing you in the middle of this 
apocalyptic post-apocalyptic wasteland uh-huh. and um you know and they're letting the the actions tell the story yeah i, I agree with that i'm not trying to like it's, uh, it's easy for the action to tell it. the story when there's no story like but the, they're driving across a desert that's a story like I, that I know. that scene maybe, though again i feel like i might have missed something but that's maybe i did like too how, i don't know I, yeah the majority of people apparently see something right you know and everyone, everyone knows movies so well apparently not you and me <laughs> everyone else is fucking brilliant but not us i mean what i, what I do i don't really like, like about movie. these movies this is a wally all over again <laughs> I, I love the universe that george miller has built with this apocalyptic world and these like scavenger like people that are all just fucking ruthless and max rockatansky he survives because he is so fucking violent and just uh absurdly just kind of like cold-hearted and then there, there are times in all the movies where he has a little bit of kind of coming around and empathy for people, but that's when things go bad for him. When he starts looking out for others, like he's always looking out for himself. Um, and he always solves his problems by being more violent than the person next to him. And the, the cars that they built all those cars, like the, that shit wasn't CGI. They built all those cars and they, they recommend to each other. So it's, I love that in the sense that it's a classic kind of old school effects style. Right, and they're Where, filming it as they're moving. Yes, but 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 yeah, as they're rolling. You, you can know? say that all you want about the characters, and you can say, oh, you know, part of what I I thought to myself was maybe since I haven't really seen too much Mad Max, maybe that's what I'm not getting here. Um, but even if you are, you know, rebooting a movie or 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 kind of mimicking a, a movie from the past or however you're doing it, you still need to lay out like a compelling story. And there was nothing about this story that I found compelling, like in the least. It was just like, uh, yeah, she took those five bitches and one of them's pregnant and this cut is, oh God, that didn't take long. To this guy. Well, he, well, he, well, she was rescuing them. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. sure. They she were was spiriting awful. them away. They were all insufferable too. And, and you know, you know, the, my favorite part of the movie is when one of them got run over. I mean, like that was the, the only pregnant part. One. I was like, oh, I, I think, no, I think no, 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 wasn't the pregnant, wasn't the pregnant. It was, one? Like, oh, yes. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, either like, way, that was my favorite two, part two of the movie. I think, I think one of the things I like about the movie is, is just the, um, the world building. Yeah. Right. The whole, the whole, um, you know, all these like minions of, of the, of the guy, uh, Joe, war boys, they, they, they think that they, they follow him in this way because they think, you know, he's gonna, you know, they, they'll throw themselves in the line of fire and kill themselves because they think they'll get to the gates of Valhalla and all this stuff. And I just, me. Yeah. <laughs> and all that. And, and I don't know. I just think the world building is, 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 is dynamite just yeah. to, in my opinion look it's a beautiful movie like i mean if like the shots of the movie and everything like that like marky i didn't realize that what you said they built all that stuff that that was all beautiful the, the costume design was great all that stuff was great i just thought the story sucked the, the dudes bad. on the poles that were like swinging back and forth like playing <laughs> yeah. guitars it fucking looked badass yeah like it's it, it but i don't need cool. two hours of it you know? and, <laughs> and i i love that they had to create these like like the ingenuity to create these things because they were going to have these road battles you know and they knew you know what i mean so these things were created for these reasons and i just the war rig yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's, that's all, all that well stuff. and good that's all well and good like great hey listen 
I'm I'm hey, a fan I, of the movie. Listen, just, I listen, so. I, I appreciate the fucking manpower and the groundwork and you know, hey, way to show up at your job and do cool things for a movie. That's awesome. Congratulations. But it did that does not mean it's a good story. It, in fact, it's a bad story with bad storytelling and fucking useless acting. I thought I disagree with you 100. Yeah. I think there were, I think there I were talented too. people in the movie that didn't do a fucking thing. Tom Hardy's a good actor. He did nothing in this movie. I think that this film is called Mad Max, but it's really about Charlize Theron's journey. Might yes. be because I already told you they're already doing a spinoff, but so maybe Furiosa. Yeah. So, and she, in my opinion, she's one of the you know top few actresses working right now on you know on the planet. So, I, I mean, agree I, with you on that. I, I, I just think, I, and I, like I think she was terrific in this too. I think she was all right. She had her moments. Um, so, I mean, if that's what you're saying, if you're making the excuse that the movie should have been called Furiosa. No, 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 then- I'm not. I'm not. I just enjoyed the world building. I think that the story is more show versus tell. And I think there was a story there that I enjoyed. I, just, I don't know. I, I couldn't get there. In fact, like I said, I, I, I tried twice. I couldn't finish it. I could not get through it. Agree to disagree. I've seen yeah, that movie I, I, loads of times. And I've always I'm enjoyed not, it. I'm I've seen it at least four times and I've right. enjoyed it more each time. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I found extra th- more things I enjoyed about it. Yeah. Right. But you guys, time. you guys are jerk offs. That's <laughs> I mean, if you want to resort to name, if you want to resort to name calling, this is the portion okay. of the I mean, podcast. Have we where... met? Of course I'm going to resort to name calling. <laughs> resort to name calling? <laughs> yeah, this, this is where I go. No, no. Look, I, I, I get it. And like I said, I'm in the me and DP are in the clear minority here. Yeah. Based on critics reviews and audience reviews. Everyone loves this movie. I don't know. And I went into it wanting to like it because I love the cast. Um, and I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't get there. It's, and, and again, for me, I may have said this previously when I, uh, uh, when we were talking about, I forget what I chose this movie for. Um, you know, like. Uh, it might've been a bunker movie for you. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm a, a vault movie. Cause it's not going in. No, I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, car chase scenes in movies, right? And this movie, yeah. this one is like a two hour fucking car chase scene. Mark, love- constantly rolling. They're Mark, constantly yeah. rolling. Have you ever seen constantly? Ron- have you ever seen Ronan uh, with Robert De Niro? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe the best the, car chase the, movie of one all the time. Ba- yeah. One of the base, best car chases ever in film. In a or film the, uh, what's that other car, one? What's yeah. that other one with uh, Gene, with Hackman back in the 70s? Hackman? French Connection. You ever seen yeah. that? Ray, I, I mean. One. That's a more fun. recently the Italian job has an no. amazing car chase. Yeah, just bad movie. But the um, movie not good. Car terrible. chase fucking amazing. Yeah. Hey, that car uh, chase was sick. Guys, can uh, can I very briefly talk about professional wrestling again for, for sure. just Jesus because, Christ. No, just hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a guy in the movie in Mad Max that was a professional wrestler. That that giant dude, the that big seven tall, tall guy. Dude. Yeah, uh Nathan Nathan Jones is his name. Yeah. No, he's not. He in the movie he is. In reality, he's like six six. He, he's oh he's, really? I thought a, he was taller. He's, a, he's a big boy. Um, legitimately the worst professional wrestler of all time. He was so bad. Terrible he was one actor, of these guys. I, yeah, oh yeah. I forget where he came from. But Vince McMahon was. He's one of these guys. I think he's Australian. He jacks off over big guys, and they tried to mm. get him in. They even put him in like a th- like a, a program with the Undertaker as like his partner. The Undertaker. If the Undertaker can't get you over. You are awful. You are just right? terrible. And then they they cut him loose after not even a year. He was fucking brutal. And uh, you know he was. I mean he was fine in the movie. I mean he didn't. They they were smart. They didn't let him do much. But I mean yeah. that was a pretty the, good fight with the him. Only, at the end. That was all right. That was the the only line he had in that movie is when he says his own name at the end 
when he tears off the like engine cow yeah. on the war rig. He's like, yeah. rack bass. He says his own yeah, name. That's the he, only line he's, he's got. He's gonna get fight scene there. I mean, that, that's yeah. not bad. Um, oh, but God, I mean, you talk about charisma black hole. You go and get that fucking guy <laughs> who couldn't get over with the fucking Undertaker for Christ's sake. So. God, I, the, the Undertaker got the giant Gonzalez over. I mean, how right. the fuck did you Elegante DP? But anyways, all right, sorry. That's the last professional wrestling reference of the evening. Okay, I promise. But this one Ooh. makes sense because it's a movie. Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I think tonight, since it's my uh, and I think this this part will be really funny actually, um, because it's my topic and I get to make the rules. I think we should do a five-star rating for this movie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. AJ, what do you have for five stars on Mad Max Fury Road? Is that what we're doing? Five, five stars? Yeah, well, you should do five. Yeah, okay. I like five. Four out of five. Four out of five. Marky, what do you think? You there, too? I'd, I'd, yeah, four. Right there. Four out of five. DP? <laughs> I'm like like one and a half just because how beautiful it was like those like like i said that dude swinging back and forth on the pole was fucking cool looking that, that sand flame storm shooting up really cool looking near yeah. the beginning of the movie when they have but, that they, they they come across like that uh tornado in the sandstorm and it starts like sucking up all the cars and like yeah exploding. Yeah, that was gorgeous yeah, that so awesome. mark honestly marky i'm happy you brought that up because before you said that i was about to give this like three quarters of one star Jesus. Um, but I'll, i that you're right it was i i need to give credit where where that i'll give it i'll give it one and a quarter that's how i felt about the, about mad max fury i'm sorry guys i know well, i know aj like wants people to like the things that he likes no that's don't like thing. it i think i think, I think no, people do don't don't, don't, <laughs> don't like it I, I i i don't give a fuck yeah i, yeah. I, I enjoy life, it i think it's a, a lot, i think it's uh... a, i think it's a terrific film um I think you have shitty taste then. Yeah. <laughs> Life is much easier when you don't try to convince somebody That's fine. they're wrong. That's fine. I am the top movie guy in the world. So, you know. Yeah. I, I was actually, yeah. yeah. Next week you might be, I might move your ranking down a little bit, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Because it's clearly, I'm clearly making the decisions on this. So. You know, there, I know when this, after this movie came out, uh, I heard that they pinned like a contract for Tom Hardy to do like three more of these Mad Max oh, movies. Oh, God. Um, but I also heard that George Miller is releasing the reins as far as being the writer director. So it'll yeah. be interesting Ooh, to see he, who I, picks uh, it up and how they do. I think he knows. Yeah. All right. Um, well, he's, a, he's an old man. I mean, the first ones well, came out in like the seventies, eighties. Like right? It's like yeah. that. Did you guys see that fucking army of the dead movie? Did we talk about this with the Batista movie? Yeah. Uh, dead? I, yeah. I feel like yeah. they signed on for like 10 more. Like how do you, how, wow. how? like the movie's like not that good. And we can get into that. Enough. Netflix so has went, a it was bottomless right. pockets though. It was okay. You know, it had moments. Yeah, it was fine. It, it could have been better. Should have been better. Should have been better. It Absolutely, should have been, been better. better for sure. I could not agree with you more. Although I love Tig uh, Nataro in that movie. She yeah. flies the helicopter. She's, she, uh, she's actually hysterical. Which, by was, the way, I don't know if we talked about this already, but she wasn't even originally the one playing that role. No, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Crystalia. Yeah, but oh, then he, he's pretty funny too. Okay. Yeah, he's, but then he really kind of got in trouble with he got some, some Me water. Too shit. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say, pretty much. So yeah. all the scenes that, um, like, there's even a scene where uh, uh, Batista refers to Tignataro as a guy, like, or just mentions, like, mm. says him or he or something like that. It's because they are they already filmed all those scenes uh, with yeah. Dalia, and then they like green screened in Tignataro. Yeah, oh, she was good. She's she's funny. And she, she was, was so great. Yeah, her stand up more impressive. Hysterical. Yeah. 
Yeah, she does. She does. She does a stand up uh, a, a whole thing about the the three times she met Taylor Dane. It's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard in my entire life. It's amazing. So anyway, sorry. This is a movie podcast. I apologize. Um. All right. Let's um. Let's let's. Is let's it move- funny as the time Dave Chappelle talked about the three times he met OJ? No, no. <laughs> there's not many things that are funnier than that. But all right. So, uh, Marky, like I said, I want to save the the tear jerker stuff sure. until the second half of the show. You'll let's- be jerking tears but i'll be jerking something aj just looking at you but anyways i will <laughs> it only took us 30 minutes to get to an incest joke sorry guys i apologize my, my bad he's lost so much weight he looks terrific what do you want from me all right. thank you all thank right. you so anyways, some control <laughs> sorry CW. sorry i'm sorry uh marky um yes. so why, why don't we talk about you all right let's talk about you for a couple I minutes talking about me yeah AJ seems very excited. Uh, I am. I am. I am excited. I, I don't even remember what movie you watched. So why don't you go ahead and uh, talk sure. about it? The movie I watched um, is Jordan Peele's debut film, Get Out. And Get I Out. Had, I had not seen it. Get um, Out! <laughs> until I did. Lakeith Stanfield says that at one point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was uh, happy to see Lakeith Stanfield in there, you know, because um, I've, I've grown to really like him. I didn't know he was yeah, in it. He had, he had a pretty awesome. small role, but he did it really well. So good. He did. Um, so uh, I'll just say out the gate, I, I very much enjoyed this movie. Yes. Um, I knew you would. It was. It, it right had up me, his alley. It had me guessing the whole time. Like it legit wasn't until, you know, obviously this is going to be a spoiler heavy episode. Um, but if you haven't seen Get Out until now, like me, then get on it. The, it, it wasn't until the very end like the one of the final scenes where I actually finally fucking pieced it together that the uh, the big black dude and the the house lady they mm-hmm. were the grandparents. Yes. And I was like, oh, because the whole time I was trying to figure out like like so wait a minute who are they are they just brainwashed or because they you know Jordan Peele he uh, throws you off track with the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the comedic actor the the comedy relief guy. Um, the TSA yeah, agent Lil, friend, Lil Rel Howery. Yeah, he's um, awesome. He's he kept he keeps great. saying stuff like they're brainwashing you, man. They're turning everybody into sex slaves. Sex slaves, yeah, yeah. So he he throws Jordan Peele by writing that in. He throws you off the trail um, and doesn't let you figure it out until the end. At least I wasn't able to figure it out until the end. Um, but I also, for some reason, maybe not for, I guess not. Um, before watching it. You know, I saw the trailers when it came out and everything. I thought the movie had much more to do about race. I mean, and it did to a degree, but like the title get out and like, I knew that this black boyfriend was going to hang out with his white girlfriend's family. I thought the premise of it was like, without actually looking into the uh, movie description, I just assumed the premise was, that the family was going to be like some backwoods Southern racist or something. Yeah. Marky, my guess is that was intentional. That, that is my yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, so it really threw me off for a loop. I thought it was funny then that like, not, I mean, it was amusing that uh, they were like the opposite of racist, like 180, yeah. but so right. far, but th- they were still fucking like uh, lobotomizing these black people (laughs) and using using their bodies as like new vessels for their brains um i did have big time spoilers everybody by the way huge huge yeah um 
I did have a question for you guys. So you've all seen it, right? Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. You know, at the uh when Daniel Kaluaweya mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. um the protagonist there, whenever he pieces it together that his girlfriend is in on it, like he finds that photo album and it's like yeah. all the previous like other uh people that she's oh yeah. So mm-hmm. she's you know, it shows the the gardener big black guy it shows like the house lady and the the white girlfriend is in these photos with them are those her previous boyfriends and girlfriends did she bang who her grandparents became you think yes yes yeah. yes 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 it's gotta be weird yeah 100%. one of the pictures if you notice is uh lakeith stanfield yeah so she obviously banged him brought oh. him there and well she sort of like just brought him to the this neighbor the neighborhood Mm-hmm. Remember at the beginning because then he gets he gets uh Cut, he gets kidnapped. knocked out kidnapped yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love that, I love that th- too, I think that was way. probably the brother that was probably the brother in my that was my estimation yes, that knocked yeah. him out and took him that knocked him out yeah. and took him yeah he I was think the, you're right because I think he yeah he was the jujitsu guy so he had like the I think he put the chokehold on him or whatever Wait, he used like chloroform mm-hmm. on him I think actually but anyway oh, you okay. got something yeah let me let me because Marky I just want to talk about the point you made before about when you saw the the outlier in this movie and you just figured it was some type of racial uh-huh. thing going on and I I think it was intentional and I, I and I think they play into that a little bit and this is something a friend of mine my good friend Ben Woodward pointed out to me short we both saw the movie right around the same time do you remember when they're on the way to the parents house and they get pulled over yes yeah. and Pop wants to see the guy's ID and yeah. and the girl acts like it's a racial thing. Remember, she's like, yeah. it's want- not. She just didn't want him to be ID. It's exactly what it is. She didn't. She oh. was trying to throw the cops off so the cops wouldn't come, wouldn't know where this fucking guy was. If anybody got him as him missing. So I think that was really brilliant. They, they played Smart. it off because she was like, why don't you want to see my ID? She played it off as a racial thing. Yeah. But yeah. it was really they played into that so they could, you know, throw off any possible suspicion from the police. I and mean, it's fucking yeah. brilliant, isn't it? It's really and there, amazing. There was there was obviously still um, racial topics throughout the movie, I and mean, that was you know white yeah, family, yeah. black. Oh white yeah, family. oh yeah. Um, yeah people definitely... were trying to go out. Yeah, they were going out of their way to not. Oh, be so yeah. I was watching just just as I was watching this film again recently. Um, you watch some of the scenes that Daniel Kalu is walking through, like the backyard and stuff. And yeah. as he's walking by people, they're all like staring at him, like in the <laughs> yeah, background. Yeah. But AJ, they're I all thought checking, I, they're all checking him out. But, like, but I but thought that was a racist sense. thing. I thought that was yes. like a racist stereotypical. They were thing. just sizing him up. They were sizing him up. <laughs> they were sizing him up for the bingo they... game. For the bingo game, like they wanted to get, they wanted well, him. They, they know that he's, you know, that his he's body up for is auction. planned. Yeah, yeah he's. <laughs> He's planned yeah. for the uh, the artist guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The uncle well, or whatever. No, the, uh, the artist. The, the dude the, that's uh, going blind. Oh, yeah, he but won he the... won the bingo game. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so he gets it. Okay. I didn't he even piece that together. It, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was already slated for him. Can I tell you guys, and I don't know if you've seen it, uh, there's an alternate ending. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Actually, I watched it. It was on yeah, uh, yeah, movie. Yeah. Really? The movie was available. Yeah, on, but the Jordan Peele talks over it, he does commentary over it. So yes. you don't really hear, but uh, he says he didn't go with the ending, the alternate ending, because of, of uh, you know some of the, what was going on in the country at the time. Current, current racial climate. Current yeah. racial climate. Yeah. So uh, the original, the, the, the which the, the alternate ending is actually the first ending where um, where Chris um, kills. He does finish the job. He kills her on the road. Uh, the the friend doesn't show up. The cops show up. They arrest him, and he goes to jail. 
<laughs> yeah, and then he uh, and that's he, uh, how it, he goes to jail. He goes Smart to jail, wolf. and they don't. The cops, nobody believes his story, so he stays right. in jail. He stays in jail. The friend comes and visits him, and you know he's 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 done. He doesn't want to fight and anymore. Jordan, I think that Jordan was soul is he feels like he he freed his soul when he went back and rescued uh, uh, rescued the, the grandmother. Yeah, the whatever it was end up being. You know, we know it's the grandmother's you know brain yeah. or whatever. Um, co- and puts her in the car. He felt like that when he didn't uh, try to help his mother or whatever, when he was a kid, yeah. that was him freeing his soul or whatever. So, but they obviously changed it to, he didn't quite kill her. He, the friend shows up. <laughs> yeah. I'm TSA. Uh, it's what we do. Yeah. 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 That whole thing, which Marky, is ter- I still love the ending. I just, Marky, yeah. let, let me, let me ask you, cause I, I know you are a fan of gratuitous violence. Uh-huh. Yep, that's one right. of your favorite things. That's and correct, yep. if you, if you <laughs> Actually, remember, correct. remember like the scenes, like where he, so remember they basically, they basically drain of drain him of his fucking humanity when he's sitting yeah. on, the, on the chair and from the TV. And he, when he gets out of that, he just has no empathy left. He has no fucking brutes and goots when he, he goes off. He just starts violently killing people. Right, yes. the, I mean, the moose head or the animal oh stabs God. the father. And, yeah, oh, you yeah. must have loved that, Mark. I, well, I, of course, uh, naturally. <laughs> but um, on top of that, it's such a good payoff mm. because he's mm. so powerless. Oh, those cunts deserved it. Yeah. He's so powerless up until then. <laughs> Twice. Um, and then once he gets free you're just like you as a viewer have no empathy yourself for those people anymore you're like fuck this whole house yeah. burn it to the ground yeah so i i gotta say i think that i, I think though again i'm a fucking white dude so like you what do i know yeah you are I, my whole <laughs> life yeah, yeah. So, not, so today i was I born was i've been thing. white yeah not not between your legs you're not <laughs> this is true um <laughs> 45 minutes in second <laughs> sorry. sorry dp you're you're, you're white but, yeah. yeah but but i gotta say i think a lot of it is just kind of, it's like a commentary on um like cultural appropriation and and mm-hmm. like white people kind of appropriating black culture and it, it's kind of saying like if we completely appropriate all of black culture and it leaves them with nothing you know that's and that's how he ends up in jail and killing people is because we've stripped everything from him culturally you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. like that's how i see it and again I, i'm a white dude i don't know it's, shit but it's really brilliant that's kind of how i saw it yeah look at some of the fucking mid-card talent in the in this movie too some of the under the neath guys like like um uh, uh steven root uh, we've oh, Brad, him before. Brilliant. Bradley Whitford. Yeah, DP, yeah. you've been he's, watching. You've been watching Barry, right? I mean, Stephen yes. Root is Dude, fucking. Root, I love Stephen Root. Uh, he's yeah, he's uh, great. Steve, uh, 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 Catherine Keener, who by the way can get it. Um, she Oscar nominee Catherine yeah. Keener. She's awesome. I, I I love. I mean, it's such a good cast. It's really really well. Cast. I mentioned Bradley Whitford. Bradley Ooh. Whitford is so is he, good. Is yeah. he the one that plays the dad? Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. Eric. Yeah. He's Eric and Billy Madison. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I would yeah, have voted sure. for Obama for a third time if they would have let me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Everyone is over the top. And obviously we trying to not like, be racist. Like, how obviously... can they not see this shit coming? Like, yeah. Yeah. we obviously mentioned Lakeith Stanfield, but Allison Williams playing the girlfriend. She yeah. oh, is great. So great. I love this. I love the scene when she's at the bottom of the stairs and Daniel Clue was like, the keys. Where are the keys? Yeah. Yeah. The keys. And she's like, you know, I can't give you the keys. Like, yeah, eventually she yeah. just pulls out yeah. the keys. Or after that, she's, uh, what is she? She's uh, eating cereal dry and then taking sips of sips milk of the while milk. looking at <laughs> With black a straw. guys online. It's yeah, yes, so yes. creepy. Yeah, super creepy. I think they're Fruit Loops too, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> such a good movie. Jesus Christ. So uh, some other things I'd like to talk about though that I really enjoyed. Um, obviously the, um, or not, maybe not obviously, but the writing of it was very good. You know, Jordan mm. Peele did a fantastic job. Like he, he won the Oscar for the writing, right? Yeah. Just, okay, good. Yeah. Um, that original. the opening scene where Lakeith Stanfield gets kidnapped, I love it. Where he's he's walking around, he's on the phone, and the car that ends up being you know his kidnapper is like following him around. Mm. But he's in like a nice neighborhood. He's talking to the person on the phone, and yeah, then yeah. he has that comment. He's like, Mm-mm, "Not me, not tonight." Which <laughs> not is tonight. <laughs> again like a comment on like a racial thing because he's like, "I'm not going to get called out by this asshole for like what are you doing walking around this neighborhood at night?" Right, you know, kind of thing. right, 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 right. Um, so good. Yeah, so it, yeah. A, a lot of the movie, it, ah. it it plays into the racial themes, but at the same time, flips it on its head to where like the viewer gets thrown off course because you assume like the obvious racial things. Yeah, yeah. And then like it, it's like a twist almost. Dude, it's a total. It's a total bait and switch. It's a yeah, complete yeah, bait right. and switch. It's been a while since I've watched it. Is it possible that the dude that was saying, like, what are you doing in this neighborhood was, like, they know that that family steals black people? And he's like, dude, the fuck are you doing in this neighborhood? You no, that's exactly. Around here? No, I think that's is exactly that what, what it, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's exactly I never, what it was. That never fucking hit me till tonight. Holy yeah. shit. It's exactly what it was. Wow. See, it's fucking awesome. Also, the movie is brilliant. <laughs> I, I will actually say the movie is a masterpiece. It's an yeah. absolute yeah. Oh, masterpiece. So good. The, okay. um, and like I'm saying, like those background scenes with like the people, are, the 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 older folks there at the party is staring at him as you. Just those mm-hmm. little touches, yeah, yeah. that they put in up. the background of scenes, just so you can kind of get more of a sense of what the hell is going on. When he um in that same scene, he goes back inside the house and he's on the phone and he goes upstairs and there's a bunch of people And they all stop what they're that, doing. Yes. They all stop what they're doing and listen to what he's doing up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terribly creepy because very, there's, like, very creepy. there's like 20 people in the house that are all having their individual conversations. Very creepy. As soon as he goes upstairs, they all hush and like I, stare up. It's, yeah, very well done. Can we go? Can we can we run through? Have you all seen Us? Yes. 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 Okay, so much, much different movie. Leans uh-huh. much more into like the, the horror suspense. Very good. You know what I mean? But so much different, different movie, different vibe, more... The, the tension's different. Yeah. It's no less, but it's different. Um, I just think I, I can't wait till to see what he what what the next film he Agreed. does is. He, he's got I this, loved us. He's got this, he's got this unbelievable ability to mix super intense scenes with a little bit of humor. Yeah. And, and like a little bit of like, what the fuck is going on here? Like it's very, smart. It, very smart. But it, but it's also, but at the same time, it just keeps you glued because yeah. it's intense. Yeah. And they're yeah, intense it's situations. 
it's like this build up of tension and build it up. And then he lets a little off. Yeah. And then <laughs> it takes a little building off the top. up and building yeah. up. Let's a little off and then yeah. build some more. It's fucking brilliant. And, and it doesn't and it doesn't hurt that his his star, the star of Get Out's an Oscar winner. The star yeah. of uh, Us is an Oscar winner, Lupita and Yongo. Uh, they mm-hmm. were both amazing in the lead roles. Like, sorry, for, uh, sorry for being sorry for being stupid. But Lakeith Stanfield, that's the guy that's in uh, Sorry to Bother You. Is that the same Correct. guy? Yes, yes, yes. That movie's fucking awesome. Yeah, so that's uh, all right. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Great. He's like also said, great a lot. He's also alongside Daniel Kaluuya in um, uh, the one uh, Kaluuya won the Oscar for uh, Judas oh, and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I haven't Black seen Messiah. that yet. Oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't watched yeah, that I, yet. I hear either. it's great. I hear it's great. Oh, uh, yeah. the Daniel K won an Oscar for that one. He yeah, did. Yeah, supporting. best supporting oh, wow. actor. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody else got anything on Get Out? Or are we gonna? I love Get Out. Well, I love I Get Out so much. Oh yeah, Mar- yeah. Marky's uh, got some shit still. Well, I also just oh, yeah. um, I really enjoyed the uh, the setting of the house, especially like the basement when he's uh, in the like the third act of the film and he's taken downstairs and strapped. Oh chair. yeah, it's like a very old school like. Uh, it 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 made me think that Jordan Peele just has a vast wealth of like movies knowledge that he's watched because it, it just seemed to have like an old creepy horror feel to it mm. with like the tv and just the, yeah. the decorations on yeah, the wall like, like the yeah zone almost. right yeah. and the way right yes. and the way Twilight and the way that and the way it's fr- that those scenes in that room are framed yeah yes. it's very very creepy mm-hmm. yeah. very creepy <laughs> and the, the payoff when uh the grandfather gardener guy ends up getting the camera flash in his face and he's like hand me the rifle let me do it and then he gut shoots the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, again, the payoff. Mm-hmm. You just you hate the fa- the white family at that point. You're like, oh, you fucking die. It, it's <laughs> it, it's one of those movies I always talk about, like you know how, how it's like complete. It's like a complete movie. Everything comes full yes. circle. They wrap it up with a bow at the end. It's one of those. It's yeah. really fucking great. Terrific. Yeah. Except for uh, poor Lakeith Stanfield. I guess he's going to be an old white guy for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's the I one know. open end. I yeah, know. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Marky, great, great stuff. Um, yeah, I'm so glad. Oh, like I said, oh yeah, we're gonna do why the, it do was the a wait. You've never seen that because, like, yeah. we knew you would love oh, that movie. Yeah, so good, yeah. right up your alley. So yeah, yeah let's, so let's, I'd give it a, I'd give it a, uh, uh, maybe like a four and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to rate it too high because I don't. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. It's not something that I want to like watch um, too heavy. often. Ten. Yes, it is. It's very heavy. But it's done very well, and I give it mad points for the originality. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not often that you see something that you hadn't seen before, you know, yeah. literally and also metaphorically as far as like the, the plot and everything. Yeah, I'll jump in. I'll give it four and a half. I think it's fucking brilliant. Nice. I mean, I'm, I'm almost pushing four and three quarters, so maybe I'm right in the middle of those two, 4.6. I can't do math. Um, but, uh, you know, one of those, four and a half, four and three quarters right in there, DP. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. This is four and a half for me. I mm-hmm. love this movie. I love the, the the acting, the writing, everything about this movie is fucking excellent. Yeah. I yeah, I give it four and a half. AJ, so you know how much I love scripts and screenplays, mm-hmm. and this is one of the better screenplays I've probably ever written, or at least at least you know in our generation. I don't know. It's, it's I'm four and a half. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, wow. Nice. Right. Yeah. Very much looking forward to what Jordan Peele does next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. Are fucking, he, guy's brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. 
That's I almost feel, like I almost feel like he, uh, yeah, I almost feel like he came out of nowhere. Not that he came out of nowhere because I, we all know about Key and Peele and everything, yeah. but the right. kind of writing that he produced for this, I, yeah, who for his thought, feature right? film debut was just astounding. Yeah, yeah, you weren't expecting that at all. So no. sharp, he won a fucking so Oscar sharp. in his first run. He wins a goddamn Oscar. I and mean, by the way, I, I know people think Get Out is better, and I think it is probably a better it a film I think so. than Us. But I loved Us more than probably the majority of people. I us, loved it. I loved us it. is probably more entertaining. Um, yes. I think Get Out is the better movie. But it's us, the better us, film. Yeah, it's the better written film. Great. Okay. I'd I agree with all that. So like, Marky, like what you were saying, like it's not a movie you would watch, but like you would watch all the time, but like Us is probably a movie you would probably us, yeah, yeah. Us, us, us watch I've watched one. like three times. Yeah. Us yeah. us scared me more. Like like us, a terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Like an old school type uh, of real scared. Like and, that. And all the, the mirror shit. Like, uh, Us really makes you makes you need like it requires you to watch it more than once because you're going to yeah. miss some stuff on a first viewing right um well i think you could say the same about America, yeah, yeah you absolutely yeah. can yeah so there's a lot of stuff in both films where it requires a repeat viewing but that's what makes yeah. that's what makes peel so exciting and i think his yeah. next film uh, is is definitely sure. definitely appointment viewing i haven't yeah. heard any rumors you guys know what he's working on um i'm not sure imdb yeah yeah uh, but um, I don't. Uh, all right, let's move to the next movie. Marky, great stuff. I'm happy you like that movie. It's really fucking great. Uh, we all knew you love that movie. It's right up your alley. So fantastic. So, all right, here we go, guys. This is the portion of the show this week that might get it. it might get a little emotional. Let's be honest here for a minute. It Maybe might for be, you. It might. It might because. Me and AJ and, and DP, we've talked about this before. We lost our dad at a young age. And these are both dad movies that we're, we're about to watch right now that, that I think are, are um, very sentimental, very emotional. They really hit home, at least, at least for me. Um, so I want to kick this to AJ. I want you to talk about the movie that you watched this week. Oh, I didn't watch it this week. I watched Last week. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Just go along with it, asshole. <laughs> I watched uh, the Tim Burton film Big Fish. Hey, yo. It stars Albert Finney, who I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. and Ewan McGregor, and Jessica Lang, and uh, Billy Crudup. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert Finney plays this guy who's dying of cancer he's a father to um character played by billy crudup they're estranged uh billy uh, the son hasn't seen him for a few years but he's stopping his chemo and he's going to he's gonna die soon so his son comes home he was living with his wife played by marion cotillard mm-hmm. cotillard um, and they, they, they were living in um, Paris or something, I think at the time, maybe anyway, so they, they come home and, um, so all when, when the, when, uh, Billy Crudup's character, when the son was growing up, his dad told him these fanciful tales, um, of all these adventures he went on. And eventually, as he got older, I think he stopped believing because these are such 
tall tales he's telling the father is telling and and so I think that's part of why they became estranged I think that was a major factor in it um, so I think the, the the major thing is the son comes home he wants like this he wants to like have this moment with his father where the fa- where he wants him to just tell him the truth he just wants him to tell like oh, his boring uh uh, door-to-door sales, yeah, door-to-door yeah, job, right. whatever his job is. Like he just wants yeah. him to tell him, right? Yeah, just admit it. He just admit it, and he won't. He just keeps telling the stories, and so that leads us to these quote-unquote flashbacks to what happened in these stories in his younger self, played by Ewan McGregor. But but he's telling the stories to Billy Crudup's wife, to Marion Cotillard. Uh, not not yeah. not not exclusively. Uh, he right. is telling yeah, some yeah. of them to her. Yeah. Some of them are just coming up. Yeah. You're right, right, right. For yeah. various reasons. But she and, loves him. And they're she, also she coming up yeah. because Billy Crudup's character is... He's frustrated. Is, yeah. and, and they're also coming up when he like looks in the basement of the garage and stuff and he rummages right. through and then he right, goes right, on right. a little yeah. road trip mm-hmm. to, to meet someone from his past and all this stuff. So that's a long way of saying we get to this other part of the story, which is very Tim Burton-esque. It's the flashbacks or quote unquote flashbacks to to the scenes of the stories. These crazy stories of how he met a witch and joined a circus and all all this stuff, right? And it's a terrific cast beyond the people I mentioned. Helena Bonham Carter, who's in all of Tim Burton's films. I think it's his wife. It's his wife, right? So... I'm. I hate to say this, Uh-oh. but I didn't love this film, and the reason that I didn't love it is I think that Tim Burton got too like caught up in the style over substance sort of thing. Okay. So he he got too caught up in like the crazy Tim Burton esque style of his films versus the story, which I think is a good story. I just don't think maybe he was the right person to tell it. I don't know. And that's where I got, and that's where I, it lost me a little bit. And uh, and I love Albert Finney. I love Albert Finney. I think he is a terrific actor. Brilliant. Um, he really is. And I think Marion Cotillard is an, an incredible actress. And they, they do good work here. Um, not a huge Ewan McGregor fan, although I don't think he's bad in it. But I just some of that stuff didn't resonate with me. And I kind of got lost in the story a little bit. Like I was like, I was like, okay, can't we just go back to like the present time and sort of uh, resolve some of these issues between the father and the son? I don't think things were being resolved in, in a way, in a way some throughout the course of it. And I don't know that, that kind of left me with a hollow feeling at times as I was watching the film. But AJ, for me, for me, that was the point of the movie. What you're saying is that they never, because there was nothing to hash out because he was never going to come off the fact that these were real stories. And actually when, when they had the funeral, it actually seemed like these stories kind of fell somewhere in the middle. Maybe, like George, maybe right. Because about the giant, but it's George Muir. Was it George Muir on the play? Or no, it was somebody else. No, it was some other dude. He's that was, dead. I'm sure. But, yeah. but he was like seven foot five. And then Danny DeVito was there. Who's like, you know, a fucking five foot. Right. Two. So there was something in the, it was in was, the middle. I thought that was there, kind of brilliant. It was, but, yeah. but I, I don't know. I think, I think they, I don't know. I wish there was like a, 
they always seemed like they were strangers, the father and the son. Yeah, they were. I, I think I think you were right in what you said. I think at a very young age, Billy Crudup's character went, I'm not gonna listen to these fucking stories anymore. They're not they're not true. And right. he, he, he got, got the fuck point. out of Dodge. Right. He got to a point where right. he stopped believing it yeah. and he got tired of hearing it. Like yeah. he just thought his father was a blowhard. Like he just got yeah. tired of hearing it. Yeah, but I think but what I loved for me, what I loved about the movie was in the end, he just realized that it didn't matter whether he believed it or not. It mattered that his dad believed it. These were his dad's stories. These were his dad's uh, fondest memories. And his dad wanted those things to be true. And he eventually just accepted it, that those were true. And that's how he sent him off to, to die by finally accepting and believing these stories that yes, were fucking preposterous, but they were great stories too. When you, the flashbacks were awesome, I thought. Um, like so the, that, that's yeah. the part of the film that didn't really land for me was the flashbacks. Gosh, I kind of yeah, got, I, I got lost in that. Like when the whole part where he joins the circus with Danny DeVito and stuff, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, they kind of like I glazed over during those scenes. And then I was like, why don't you bring me back to like, the reality of the situation. No, I mean, AJ, I agree. Like yeah. th- those, those scenes back in real time were great. The conversations that he was having with his dad, his wife, the stuff, Jessica Lang's fucking great. Um, you know, they're, they're it, it all kind of, those scenes are amazing. I don't know. And, and maybe I wasn't make- enjoying Ewan McGregor as much as I was enjoying Albert Finney on his deathbed. Like I was, maybe, I mean, him. I like, I like Ewan McGregor. I, I, I think he's pretty good. I thought, I mean, he, he was a little bit of a douche in the movie, but I, I don't know. I I I liked it. And Dude, got, his yeah, his yeah. accent was fucking amazing. Like <laughs> just, just the fact that he yeah. really nailed a fucking like Alabama, he, Louisiana is he, is, accent. Is he a Scottish guy? Yeah, yeah. He's Scottish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's from Scotland, and he nailed that accent. Like I thought he he was very yeah. believable. He, yeah, I, well, I, I like this. I thought this, the accent up. The southern accent is actually quite similar to uh, a Scottish accent, where you can't understand any of those motherfuckers <laughs> i think that actually uh you can actually trace back uh, i'm being serious the uh the mm-hmm. southern accent i think actually gets its roots from the uh scottish people that settled in like the highlands scottish well then the scottish people settled over here is what you did? yes in the in the appalachians right okay okay i guess that makes a lot of sense so, so dp dp what do you what do you talk to me about big fish see i i'm the other way I actually prefer the flashback scenes to the the Billy Crudup scenes. I love Ewan McGregor. And it, like, I, I just feel like it's kind of the way, like when you have good memories, that's how you remember them. Mm-hmm. Like the guy wasn't seven feet tall. He was fucking 12 feet tall. You know, right. like the, <laughs> the fish wasn't a foot long. It was fucking four <laughs> feet long. You know, like that's how you want Everyone to remember embellishes. good oh, memories. I, I, understand, yeah. I understand that piece of yeah. it. I just, I and guess. I, I love the way it was portrayed. And I thought Ewan McGregor was fucking great. I thought Danny DeVito was fucking awesome. And yeah. like, he, he didn't have a huge role, but yeah. Then all of a sudden he was a werewolf. Like <laughs> it's fucking cool. I I really loved those scenes, and I thought the Albert Finney and Billy Crudup stuff was also excellent. Oh, so, right, but, so that that's where the film hooked me was those mm-hmm. scenes, and then I kind of got like I kind of glazed, like I said, a little bit of a glazed over feeling when I was in the other scenes, and I was like, why don't you just bring me back to Albert Finney? I guess maybe it was his performance. I just wanted to see. 
how their relationship resolved to the very, yeah. very end, you know? Yeah, before, before that's we, what we're talking about, the end of his life. Before we yeah. talk about the, the actual end of the movie, because I think it's something to really talk about. Mark, you've seen Big Fish, right? Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Um, yeah. I think I kind of side more with AJ on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the movie's bad by any stretch. I just, it didn't hook me. Like, you know, some people really jerk off over this thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see the appeal to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was okay. I'm also not the biggest Tim Burton fan, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. think that's one of my problems. Too. I think yeah, he's no, overrated. He's, he, no, I mean he's he's like fifty fifty with me. I love some yeah. of his stuff, and I like can't, Edward I would, Scissorhands I would, is great. But right, like, I was looking yeah. through his filmography, and I was like, is there anything uh, in his you know catalog that I absolutely have to see and I love? And I don't know that there is. Yeah. yeah. He's just not really my type of director. My type. He's out there, man. He's fucking yeah. out there. I, yeah. But I it's very whimsical you. and outlandish. And like, it's either you know, really dark or very aesthetic. colorful. Um, right, and right. But it, it's always, yeah, very fantastical. Very fantastical. Like mm. he did the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that was terrible. Remake. Oh, God. I think he did Alice in Wonderland, too. He, he? did yeah, do he that. Did. He did. So uh, he did Sleepy and, Hollow, which I actually I like hey, Sleepy Hollow. I like that. I kind of like that. Yeah. I like that. Dude, he did Mars Attacks, which is super super underrated, dude. Mars Attacks is amazing. Yeah, uh, did, Jack I mean, Nicholson Nightmare playing two different characters. Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Come on, Coraline. Coraline which yeah. Is a, yeah. Um, did he and, do that? I think that was a Neil Gaiman book. Yeah. Coraline. Did he and, do that? And how do you I not love him. Batman? I mean, like the like the Michael yeah. Keaton. I do like okay. Batman. So I was well, like looking right, through his right. catalog, and I was like, yeah, I like the original Batman. I like Batman. Was it Batman Returns? Was that the second one or Batman Forever? With Danny DeVito was the Batman second one. Batman Returns was the second one. Batman yeah. Returns. Yeah, with Catwoman. Right. And, yeah, so yeah. I enjoyed the first two Burton Batman films for sure. For uh-huh. sure. Uh, yeah. But there wasn't, he wasn't someone that I, I, I necessarily have to see his films. So when I knew it was him, I was like, okay. And I knew what the story, and I read a little bit about what the story was about. I was like, well, how's he going to, how's he going to portray this? But you know, and, anyway. Marky, I will get to you in one second. I, I will just say, Edgy, now that you're bringing it up, I don't know, I kind of agree with you. Like, if I were to go and watch this movie right now, I might fast forward through a couple of the flashbacks yeah. and focus more on the present time stuff because that stuff with Albert Finney is just gold. And yeah, yeah, you know what? You might be onto something there. I'll give that to you. But overall, I fucking, I love the movie. But Marky, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. No, I, yeah, I, it, I, it, it hits the right notes for you. Yeah, right. I like um, Ewan McGregor just fine, but I didn't care for him in this one. I I thought his Mm. accent and just like his character as the young Albert Finney or whatever was odd. And I like the tall tales that he's doing and like the the subject matter of that. I enjoyed that part of it. Um, And wasn't there something else at the end too? Didn't Billy Crudup or Marion find also like a physical piece of something? Yeah, they found like that town Spectre. Or whatever yeah, uh-huh. that, that right. weird town he went to, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I, I like kind of like that too, where at the end you you start to like you guys are saying there's it's somewhere in the middle, yeah. um, right? So Some there there is pieces of it that were true, of course, yes. with every story, right? When you're yeah. recounting memories and you're telling your kids stories and stuff, you know, there's it it falls somewhere in the middle, like T.W. said, you know, there's there's just a, there's elements of truth to it, but there's obviously some embellishment, yeah. So, so, yeah. so before, before we move on to the final movie, I just want to 
ask you guys because I did I didn't get I've watched this movie so many times I didn't rewatch the whole thing, but I did you know I was just going on YouTube and I, I rewatched the ending, and I cried like a little bitch. I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys. Like it, it was uh, there was something so unbelievable fucking touching about him getting his dad out to that was a lake or pond and they and they got the it was like carries him out there doesn't he yeah they but they put him in the car because he's in the hospital and they they get him it's like that scene is so goddamn touching for me um and the payoff and the the music that they're playing at the time that the whole thing just fucking works and I, i i don't know that that's one it's one of my favorite i mean it wasn't the ending of the movie because they still did the funeral and some things came full circle at the funeral but it's one of if we're gonna call it the ending it's one of my favorite endings to any movie i've ever seen it was just it really it like ripped my heart out but like in the best way possible <laughs> kindly gently ripped your heart out yeah it just it was like oh god like i was exhausted remember the first time i watched the movie after that scene i felt exhausted like i was just like oh my god like jeez that was it was so touching so sentimental and just he gave, you know, they, the two of them just fucking had hated each other for years. It, it, it was more the, the son hating the dad. And, but, but like it, it was, and they finally just had that moment together that the two of them had been waiting for, for so many years. And then he just dies. Like it was just yeah. last stitch thing before he died. I don't know. I loved it. Did you guys like the ending? Oh, completely. Yeah. Again, it's, and like the next movie we're going to talk about, the one I watched, there's oh that, you know, that the feeling at the end, that feeling of regret and like, you know, shit you missed out on, but now you're getting it at the end. You know, both movies have that kind of feeling at the end. So, which Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get <laughs> it, there. It, it fucking, so, so I, I will say the, the ending, um, there was a, there was some sat- satisfaction to the end of the film where um, all the things you're talking about, TW, um, they they did resonate to a degree. But had I been enjoying every um, um, element of the film up to that point, it may have landed maybe even that much more for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do I do like how they resolved a lot of that at the end of the film and. And there, and there was, um, yeah, there was some heartfelt stuff there. Overall, you happy that you watched it, though? Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like it was, it was, it was a bad film. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm just picking at it a bit, you know. Because... What, what do, you, what do you give it on the, on the scale of the five stars? So I know this sounds very fence sitting, but I'll go two and a half. Okay. All right, Marky, what do you think? I uh, like a three out of five. I mean. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't. Um, I wouldn't say I love the movie, but I can appreciate the reasons why people do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not necessarily my cup of tea. I, I don't dislike it. It's just not something that really stands out for me. DP. Yeah, for me, it, it's not like an all-time great, but it's definitely closer to great than terrible. So for me, it's like a three and a half. See, I, I go, I go a step up, man. I give it four. I love it. Like it's a, like I talk, we, I talk about this. I probably talk about this every fucking week that if I'm flipping through the channels and I see a movie pop on, will I stop and watch it? Big fish. Is mm-hmm. Yeah. Granted, like I said, AJ, maybe I might fast forward through a couple of things now that you brought it up. You might be right there, but that is a movie I will not flip. Past. Don't do that on my account. No, 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 no. You're right though. You're right. I but mean, if it, you're enjoying, if you're enjoying the whole journey, you, 
watch the film you know no no you're right there are a couple of scenes uh you know yeah what's the witch scene anyways we, we can talk more later but um oh real quick by the way uh, another fun thing about big fish i totally forgot i just remembered um big fish so one other scene like the first time with the witch when they're little kids and they yeah. see like they look into her eye and they see how they're gonna die yeah one that little girl that was there miley cyrus it's the huh. big screen debut no. of miley cyrus i shit you not in huh. the credits, she's listed as Destiny Cyrus, but that's what she went by when she was like 11 years old or 10 is years old. Right? Is that right? She went by Destiny Cyrus? Yes. That's what a is, terrible is, name. Is her, real, <laughs> is her real name Miley or is it Destiny? I think her real name is actually Miley, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. It's a better Destiny. name. Destiny. Uh, Destiny's an awful name. Miley Destiny Cyrus. Yeah. It's such a terrible yeah. name. It's a lot of whys. It reminds me of Destiny's Child. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like, so yeah. bad. Yeah, it's 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 someone who you're putting fucking ones in their g string at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, there's, <laughs> there's this girl in Charlotte. There's this girl in Charlotte that Sam and I know that's right. Name is Destiny. <laughs> right, let's right out on the main stage. It's Destiny. <laughs> that's what I mean. Right, yeah. I'm drunk. I take whatever I have left. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, listen. So we are into our final movie uh, of the four tonight of your boys topic. Uh, the wait, you've never seen that. Uh, and we are into a DP's movie this week. And of, of all the movies, the four movies we picked this week in the wait, you've never seen that. All the is... movies and all the <laughs> 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 You stand alone, my friend. But, uh, Toby. Um, <laughs> all the idiot people and all the, and all the idiot villages. <laughs> You stand alone, my friend. All right, so hey, DP, this yeah. one is... he gives him the rock. <laughs> suck on this. <laughs> All right, you guys, Jesus. Are you guys quoting the All office right. now? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Don't 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 yes. cut that one, DP. That was no. cool. But uh, this is the one I'm most shocked about. The DP hasn't seen. Toby's it. going away. <laughs> Remember the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, right. All right, uh, DP. Toby. Uh, so. so uh, DP, your pick this week. Talk about it. Uh, well, you know, okay. How are we going to do this, DP? I what want you to say. I want you to say the movie you picked, and then I want you to give just you know we don't have to give a synopsis of this movie. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want you to for get the people that haven't seen it. Yeah, you know, know what? Yeah, because apparently I'll give a quick one. So quick synopsis, DP. Take it. So here's the deal. For me, it's the movie. Field of Dreams from 1989. Unreal. Um, Sorry, yeah. Kevin Costner. Sorry, Kevin Costner. It's uh, the story of a guy named uh, Ray Kinsella who, uh, you know, buys this corn farm in Iowa. And when he moves in, he just he starts hearing the voices of ghosts and that tells him to build a, a baseball field on his farm. And it, and they will come. It'll build it, and they will come. And he does. And like the ghosts of Shoeless Joe Jackson uh, and all his teammates show up. And you know it's kind of revealed throughout that uh, uh, Kevin Costner's father was a huge fan of the 1918 White Sox, who where Shoeless Joe Zach- Jackson played for. Uh, there's a big scandal where they all. Uh, apparently through the World Series for money yeah. for betters. So 
it was a, a big thing. They were known as the black socks for it. So, uh, uh, and again, and the whole movie comes down to uh, him reconciling his feelings about his dad that uh, he kind of, you know, felt regret about distancing himself from his father. And then his father passed away before he had the chance to reconcile. So, uh, you know, he, he builds his field and all, all his father's favorite players, their ghosts are coming to life. And, uh, and it ends with him, with his dad, the ghost of his dad showing up and he fucking plays catch with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they like the, it goes through a bunch. Uh, he, he, he meets uh, James Earl Jones, uh, plays his character named mm-hmm. Terrence Mann, who is an author who he, you know, got some weird feeling about and went and found Terrence Mann. And he got uh, a message about that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, so, uh, the book that uh, this movie is based on, that character of Terrence Mann, is actually J.D. Salinger, mm. who was also like a famous recluse, you know, the prolific author, also just kind of disappeared from, you know, the world and just lived on his own the way this Terrence Mann character did. But uh, they didn't want to, if they used J.D. Salinger, he might be able to sue and get money for it so they just they, they changed it to terrence man but um, oh, it's like i'm not going to show you my gun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said your finger, your finger was a gun <laughs> so but again and, and like big fish it is it's this whole um like feeling regret when you lose your dad yeah um <laughs> All right, shit. Yeah, all right. So I've been debating this in my head all night. Like, if I wanted to share this story, because I know if I do, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) Okay. And then you guys might cry too, and it'll be like this whole cry. But did you like the Did you like the film? Do that first. Let's talk about the movie first. All right. Yeah. You know what? So let's just go with that. Uh, I did. I. I, The only thing I was I was slightly let down about was. they didn't explain enough about like the magic, like how, why were these ghosts showing up there? How did this all happen? They didn't give you any explanation to that, which I was kind of hoping for. But other than that, I did. I, I fucking loved it. It was, yeah. It, 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 that whole story of, you know, like kind of holding on to that childhood optimism, type shit where you know like the brother-in-law shows up there and he can't see the fucking players You're right right and he's but, like you're yeah. gonna foreclose on the play yeah. like this you guys, you guys are gonna lose everything yeah yeah but yeah he but he can't it. see them but you know because he's kind of given up on that you know optimism yeah and, right you know the people that haven't can see the players and i thought that was a really fucking cool like uh you know through line there and yeah, overall, on that fucking ending, God oh, damn it! God. I, I, gotta <laughs> I was out earlier again. I didn't have to rewatch this movie because I've seen it a million times. But before we uh, went out tonight, I went out. I was out at a bar having some food and having some beer, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, you know what? Just to get ready for the podcast, and I'm gonna watch a couple scenes for Field of Dreams. I was just, you know, kicking around my phone, 
by myself, by the way. That's what I do at bars. Apparently, I'm alone. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm kicking through my phone and I watch the ending again. And I had to stop it about halfway through and put my phone down so I didn't cause a scene at the bar because <laughs> I was getting choked up. Like it is really, it's about as emotional an ending there is to a movie that you'll ever see in your life. And DP, let me let me just say also that you know, yeah, they didn't tell you like why the fuck he was hearing those things right. that shit you used to be able to get away with with a movie in 1989 you know right. what I mean? yeah you didn't have to explain yeah. it yeah because yeah, twitter yeah, wasn't happens. gonna hold you accountable <laughs> apparently you know what i mean right and so, so, so exactly yeah D- but dp dp do you want to tell your story all right. um geez all right you know i'll try I, I'll see if I can get through it. Breathe. If breathe. I if I break up too much, I'll just cut it. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Break up, right. and then me and AJ will start talking about the movie. All right. Yeah, yeah. So so here's the thing. Uh, like speaking of regret, I just wanted to share a story of regret. It was uh, August of '95. I was, uh, you know, I just came back from my two week uh, training in the army. You know, I was away for two weeks on drill. Uh, Dad came and picked me up. I was in my, you know, BDUs, my fatigues. Mm. And he asked, he's like, oh, hey, on the way home, do you want to come into the VFW with me and get a drink? And foolish, you know, I was fucking 20. And I was like, no, I, you know, I wanted to get home and see my friends. So I said, no. And, you know, and then I realized, excuse me. realized later on you know that he just he wanted you know like he was proud wanted to show me off to his friends yeah (laughs) like an ass I said no we're gonna cut all this (laughs) oh jeez so yeah, I was wrong. I should have told that story. <laughs> Anywho, field of dreams. <laughs> Marky. But but it, it, but the film films like films like Field of Dreams, well, especially Field of Dreams, they um I don't know, they make you reflect on those things, right? They really do, and they make you um I don't know can't can't live with regret tp but i mean we had so many great memories you know and i look back on my own journey as a father you know and the times i played catch with my son and you guys all know you know that i recently had a heart attack and you know that puts a lot of things in perspective in one's life and i don't know I would hate to have those moments, you know, with my own son where I thought, you know, I could have just, if I don't only just reached out to him, you know, if I'd only, you know, life is fleeting, you know, and we didn't know our father was going to die when he was 60. You know, we didn't, right. You don't know those things, right. In hindsight, right. uh, You know, in the moment, you're not thinking like that, but yeah, Yeah, but that is the, the bright side of it is, I too, like I've made a point to every time go play catch, you know, every time like, oh, you want to go to the movies? Yep. Let's go. Yeah. So there there is a bright side. All three of us remember, you know, 
times we played catch with our dad. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> it's... Uh, yeah, GP, GP. It, it resonates. A movie like that resonates because we did play catch with our dad. You know, we did have those moments. And Ray Kinsella, you know, I mean, he always wanted those moments where he could play catch with his dad. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was like something that was lost in his life, something that he didn't have, you know? And it, yeah. I don't know. It made him do crazy things. It made him turn right? his cornfield into a baseball He's field. Fucking losing money left and right. Like you're going bankrupt. Right. You're going to lose everything. And he just kept fucking doing it. And the message yeah. is so powerful in that respect. Yeah. yeah. DP, 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 don't, don't cut that part out. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. and I'm sorry that happened to you. I, I didn't know that. You never told me that story. And I'm yeah. sorry. That and that sucks. And, <laughs> you know, we all have those, but, but that's, that's, Right. And like AJ saying, the ending of that movie when, you know, he, he knows it's his dad and then the guy, go, he goes to leave. He goes to walk out into the fucking corn maze and he, 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 he cries through it. He dad. And he turned around. He, he didn't know he was his dad, but he yelled dad. And the guy still turned around and yeah. went out of the catch. And the, it is it is seriously if if we're just talking about iconic moments in in movie history. The fucking God damn, the, the yeah. catch scene with Ray Kinsella and then his dad was John. John Kinsella was his dad. Yeah, John and was his name. that I mean, my God, uh, it, it's just it, it, it's one of those. It's iconic. They, AJ, remember they, they talk about it in uh, in How I Met Your Mother. Remember because Robin hates Field of Dreams and they were all fucking <laughs> pissed at her about that. Oh, TP, you've watched it now too. Yes. They are like beside <laughs> themselves angry about her not liking Field of but Dreams. I think, the, but, I yeah. think the whole journey, like. Is because his father had like a cup of coffee, like he was just like, and 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 at the point of time, point in time that he saw him, the point in time that he saw him, um, mm. was during this like early stage of his baseball career professionally, and it was just, I don't know, it it it, it had it had a bigger impact for me for, for that reason. Like, well, what one of the things I I totally forgot about the movie was. The, the rift that happened between him and his dad was actually because, you know, his dad wanted him to be a baseball player and he kind of was wishy-washy about it. But then he became yeah. a huge Terrence Mann fan. And then his dad said to him something like, oh, you know, uh, so happy that your hero was a criminal, you know, and that, yeah. that he was like 14 when that happened. And it just it just stuck. And it was that like DP, like you said, like that, that moment, he just, he was so angry at his dad for having an opinion. And like, he just, he just went, fuck it. And that, that fucked up their whole relationship. Right. And then, so like, that's, I think that's why it was, it was really emotional when Kevin Costner was with um, James Earl Jones in the, in those scenes. Cause it was just, he, he was fighting so hard. He just wanted him to come to a fucking baseball game with him. Yeah. And he, he you know, the gun, the, 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 it's a gun. What do you think it is? It, it seems fucking hilarious by the way, but yeah. Uh, but, and, and then that whole scene at Fenway too, where like uh, Terrence man acts like he didn't see anything. And then yeah. afterwards he's like, all right, who is uh, Moonlight? Moonlight Graham? That's Moonlight a real Graham. guy. That's a real dude. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. And they uh, they they resolve like his story too. Well, that's my favorite part of the movie, by the way. That is the best. Yeah. Like, and and it's not historically accurate. Technically, Moonlight Graham went up for one game. He didn't get in at bat. He actually was on the undeck circle when the you know. Uh, the third out came and then he played right field in the bottom of the ninth and didn't get a ball hit his way. That was his only mm -hmm. game. But like, 
I loved how they did that. And he actually, Moonlight Graham actually did become a doctor. He was a medical, he was a pediatrician. And and eventually, yeah, that's all real. And eventually that scene when he stepped, when he goes to step, like there's a grass and there's a rocks Mm -hmm. and he knows if he takes another step, it's over. over And he turns into the old man and then goes off in the corner. Oh my God. Because it it was was the the daughter that got hurt, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was yeah. crossing over to help. Yeah, because she fell off the stands because yes, they were arguing. Because right. then, then he went because the the dipshit brother grabbed her and was like, "Tell your parents they're crazy." And then she fell and she choked. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That dickhead. Oh, yeah, he was a douche. But then he, he that's another guy who's in like a million things and nobody knows who the fuck he is. Yeah. But uh, Timothy Busfeld. Yeah, who the Busfield. fuck is that guy? Busfield. He's he's been. I guarantee he's living the lap of luxury right, right now. If dude, he's still he's alive. So many little things. He's in a billion there. things. Yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, you know what? He, he was, uh, he, he was the voice of, uh, Peter Quill in this, uh, Marvel podcast that just came out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Random. Yeah. Chris Random. Elliott was a uh, rocket raccoon and Busfield was Peter Quill. <laughs> so I, I really, um, I love that sort of closing shot where you see all the cars. Yes, yeah, everyone's yeah. coming. Make, make Build it and they will come. That was the original prophecy. Came. That was the original prophecy. I love right. how it came full mm-hmm. circle. And Marky, I'm sorry. You know, we, we, I didn't realize you hadn't seen this movie and you can't yeah. get into I've it seen, with us. I, you know, I've seen parts of it. Um, as you guys are talking about it. Wait, lot, you but... haven't seen that? <laughs> sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a... As we're talking about it, it started to dawn on me. I'm like, maybe I actually have seen this. It's just been so fucking long. Oh, it's so good. It's so good it's 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 up there i think I, it's just like the whole idea of playing catch with your dad oh you know what mm. i mean just the whole idea of like taking out the gloves you know what i mean like the whole thing when our dad showed us how to oil up our gloves yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. all that and then little league games put a just, paw, ball in the web and just yeah, all, the, up, all, yeah, yeah. all those like practical sports lessons he taught us which we took mm-hmm. with us when we crossed the line and went over to onto the field, the things that he taught us that we used in the games, like yeah. that I know that my dad taught me. I, my dad told me to do this. My dad right. showed me how to do this. My dad showed me how to grip a football. My dad yeah. showed me how to throw a curveball. you know? Yeah. yeah God, I, my dad I actually... taught me how to like, you know, oil my glove and tape up my bat and, you know what I mean? It was all my dad. I put he this memory me all that. I, I typed this out one time and put this on my Facebook. There was there was a morning where dad took me to one of my travel baseball games. I was 10 years old. And mm. he always was just sitting in the car because dad was hilarious, but he was not fucking social. He didn't want to be his knees were shot. Yeah, he didn't want to he didn't, didn't want, want to talk to random over. strangers. Yeah. yeah. So he would sit in the car, but you know, he would pay attention when I was uh, was at the plate and that that afternoon i fucking blasted a home run it was the first it was the first home run i ever hit that was over a fence it's 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 a different feeling it's just a different feeling yeah when when i jog yeah right exactly and when i came around third dad had actually gotten out of the car and was like clapping legitimately a top 10 (laughs) moment of my entire fucking life so baseball and dad and america like it's just everything that we grew up with and it's in the field of dreams it, it just plays into that it's just it's so good and it's so heartwarming and it's like but it's also maddening because he's such a fucking oh, the whole movie like is this guy a fucking idiot and everyone right. around him is like what a fucking <laughs> right. idiot right and, right. Is and he then crazy yeah, yeah. The, the dude fucking mows 
80% of his goddamn cornfield, for Christ's sakes, to make a base. Right. Badass Can't baseball field, it. by the way. Just, yeah. right. Ray Liotta is in it. Let's be uh, yes. God. Yep. It, it, it's it, it's a great movie. It's in my fucking top 100 list. It would go to, you know. Ray Liotta's uh, Play Shoeless Joe. Play Shoeless Joe, yeah. And uh, next time we go to the bunker, I might be I might be taking fucking Field of Dreams with me. Um, I love it. DPM happy. Well, you, you know, you it's a good, it. it's a good bunker movie because it does, you know, it, it's got the a nostalgia factor. B, you know, it, it, it sort of like uh, pulls out those like uh, those good memories of of times with yeah. your dad. You know? It fucking makes you feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. felt. Yeah, and so, there's so movies. many movies that don't do that anymore it's all flash it's no substance like dp when we kicked off the podcast we talked about suicide squad it was great it was yeah. awesome it was hilarious but it didn't make you feel no it was just like it was just it was other beautiful than, to watch yeah i mean yeah, it was a little i mean there was some i mean i mean i i had a warm feeling in my groin when i saw margot robbie <laughs> i mean i felt that but I, like i didn't feel like it wasn't anything that just no. like ripped you like it didn't get into your fucking bones and make you think about things and and right. that's what i mean field of dreams is a movie you can talk about for hours you know and really it, it's amazing i'm happy you saw it i can't believe you hadn't right. um, that's the whole point yeah. of this episode but uh, yeah great great i'm happy you, i'm happy you loved it marky i'm sorry uh, i i thought i thought you had seen it and you're not the most responsive text messenger. Let's be honest. Yeah. Hey um, uh, then, then you were cavorting in Vegas last weekend. You know, having the time Co-forting. of your life. Oh, yeah, is, that, right. is that a word? Is that a word? Oh yeah, it is. Okay, all right. It is properly used as well. Was yeah. it uh, uh, time of your life, Marky? You were fucking. I don't you, know about you, that. Yeah, you were. You were. Uh, <laughs> do, what, what are they? What do you, what do you double down on? Double down. Uh, eleven. Swingers? Yeah. <laughs> you always, always do, you double were, down on eleven. You were well, doubling uh, down. Obviously on not this time. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you were splitting aces. Yes. I lost. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Sorry. But uh, anyways, um, uh, let, let's do uh, DP. What, what do you got for five stars on this? Uh, out of where do you land? Where do you land? Um. Hey. I, I gotta say, it, overall, you, you know, because of the time it came out and the way it makes me feel, it's a it's a good four and a quarter. Good, okay. yeah. AJ, um, solid four out of five. Yeah, you know, I will say very very quickly, I'm not a Kevin Costner guy, but he just worked in this movie. Yeah. He just worked. I don't know what it is. Just he worked. Just... He works in sports films. Yeah, I mean, Bull Durham. I mean, uh, for love of the game, whatever. Yeah. No, but uh, tin yeah. cup though. Tin, tin cup. Tin, tin cup's, cup's fucking great. Yeah, tin yeah. cup's good. But I, I don't love AJ's favorite movie, The Postman, with uh, with Kevin Costner. <laughs> AJ loves that movie so much. Uh, uh, Waterworld's way better. Waterworld. <laughs> oh God, he's in that too, isn't he? Jesus Fuck Christ! Yeah, he is. Two of the worst movies ever. But um, you were no, wrong, worked, sir. He worked. Yeah, because he's kind of like that. Uh, what the fuck is it about Kevin Costner that makes him so good in sports movies? He's got that like weird kind of like pathetic bravado yeah like this kind of loserish bravado and like he's weirdly he, believable yeah there's nothing, almost yeah. nothing like, impressive about him almost like, like he, you can imagine you were on a baseball team with him yeah like yeah that's a dude that like, i played third he played short like it was like one of those dudes you know <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah. he's an everyman in crash davis he was the catcher. yeah oh both yeah. durham is fucking yeah. brilliant so Anywho, well, thank you guys. Um, great stuff. That that's really awesome. I'm happy. TPM, happy you watched it. Thank mm, you. Please definitely. don't, please don't Made cut that feel. out. 
what you talked about. It's important. It's important. It is. And uh, I'll leave it. And I'm sorry it happened. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, so next week, guys, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. But next week is going to be DP. Oh yeah. DP. Any, any ideas so far, DP? Uh, I, I think uh, possibly uh, pitch me your movies week. You know. That's a great P- idea. P- pitch some remakes or uh, reboots. You know. I'd love to hear what what movies you want to see get remade and who you want to see direct them and who stars in them, you know. Wow, I love this. Yeah, I, I think that could be a, fu- a fun week, so. That'll be good for, uh, you know, I, I know we've talked about it off air quite a bit. I don't know if we mentioned it on air too often, but gearing up for the new Dune movie, which I have a raging hard on for. Yeah, that's supposed soon. to be coming out soon, right? October 22nd, I believe. Okay, okay. That, oh, that yeah, didn't that get that pushed way. out a little bit? It did. It got pushed yeah. again. Yeah. But that's going to be one of those HBO simultaneous HBO release and theater release movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, DP, yeah, yeah. Uh, bottle that, put yeah. it together, yeah. get, get exactly what you want. And then, uh, Love that idea. Hit us up over the weekend, guys. We we uh, recording. We usually record on Fridays. We're recording a uh, Saturday tonight because, uh, once again, Marky fucked us. But uh, you know that's what he does. Um, Sorry, I have a life other than the podcast. Uh, hey yo! Yeah. How dare you? Marky's not a loser, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. TP, do you feel confident you'll have this out by Monday? Yeah, yeah, this will be up on Monday, All like right, usual. So, so uh, everybody, I got, I did get some strongly worded text messages about last Monday from Rachel mm-hmm. and from Madison and some of our other favorite listeners. Uh, a lot of a lot of chatter from China, a lot of mm-hmm. emails that I couldn't decipher. Um, right, yeah, but uh, I dealt with it. Everything's fine. That's what I do. Uh, but uh, we, we will uh, we will fire it back up for next weekend. It's DP's pick, uh, and I think it's going to be really fun if we can figure it out, or it'll be a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Either way, it'll be fun. Either way, I mean, it'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth listening to, baby. <laughs> All right. And before we close for the night, anybody got anything? Anybody getting anything off their chest? No. Uh, Marky, do you want to? Do you want to uh, apologize to anybody for your actions recently? Or? <laughs> uh, I never apologize, and I'm not sorry for anything. Had a boy, Marky. Yeah, I would expect <laughs> nothing less. Good man. All right. So uh, I regret nothing. <laughs> Toby's going away. All right. So, anyways, let's 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 not go back there. All right. AJ's going to go nuts. All right. So uh, <laughs> let, let, let's let's call it an evening. Uh, so for myself, for DP, for Marky, for AJ, we will see you guys in a week. We'll be talking about some more movies. You have a great night and have an amazing week. We'll talk to you later. Good night. 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 Love you, mom. I'm drunk. I take whatever I have left. Here you go. <laughs> the movie council is adjourned.